interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and reporting with me tonight is Jesse. Yo! The sponsor in our hearts this week is tactical, baby-calming action. <laughs> Because a new Death Stranding trailer dropped yeah. today. And Kay and I in the chat were like going fucking buck wild about the further questions raised by these trailers. And Jake was like, I can't wait to call him a baby in game. And we're like, What a yeah. dad. <laughs> I'm like, Jake, you can do that for free in your life. <laughs> so like he's post pictures of him holding his son in his arms. And I'm just like, they. You're already a dad. <laughs> relaxing for, relaxing from being a dad by being a dad in a yeah. video game. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, like, there's, basically, it seems like the mechanic is if you fall or fuck up or something, the baby starts crying. So to calm it, you can, like, shake it? Like, not shake the baby, you, but you, rock it. You kind of rock the controller, I think. Yeah. That's, Which is cute, it to is be cute. fair. Like, there's a lot about this game that I'm about to rip apart. But I will give them tactical baby calming (laughs) because it's cute as fuck. (laughs) I have this mental image of Jake sitting on his couch with uh, his son strapped to strapped to chest like child, Um, (laughs) and like and like one of those like you know the baby slings. Yeah. Just play playing this game and rocking his controller so the baby gets calmed down. It's so cute. Yeah, I um, there is a part where uh, Jake in the Jake in the chat was like, Guillermo's character is like, don't get attached to the babies. And Jake was like, it's too late! And then I watched- It's a human trap, like you said. Yeah. And I, I, like, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I won't get it. I don't even really want children, so I'm like, I won't get attached. And then they're like, showing the whole clip with the baby, and I'm like, oh, it giggled. And then I'm like, fuck! And I'm like- Yeah. Human- It's, it's like human beings are, like, evolutionarily wired to care about babies at some level. Yeah, and I was like, I yelled into the chat, this is a human trap! Instead of, like, just a gamer trap. And I'm like, it's too late, Guillermo. My child now. Like, and then they're like, oh, and then after it's done, they stop working after a year, and then you have to get rid of them. And I was like, what? (laughs) No, you don't. I have have several questions. (laughs) Yeah, like, holy shit. The way Guillermo's character, I guess they're calling them BBs. But the way. I think it's because of the way that Del Toro pronounces the word baby. baby. BB. I'm like, (laughs) baby. BB. And I'm like, eh! <laughs> How do you already do this to me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll play this game, but I definitely have to fucking see what the fuck happens in it, because holy shit. We'll talk about that later, but tactical baby, calming action. It's a thing now. It's a thing. Um, well, pre-salt. <laughs> Um, I'll get the Final Fantasy XIV stuff out of the way. I kind of got burnt out on the combat classes. Um, I'm still leveling tanks because I want to get my tanks to out of the leveling gear and over with. Uh, trying to do it in stages. Um, but I kind of got burnt out on combat classes in general, so basically I'm just doing my level roulette once a day, and then I'm just grinding crafter-gatherers. Um, I got my botanist to level 50, and... 
my miner to level 30 and my fisherman to level 26 mm. and trying to kind of level those together so that I don't have to keep buying and selling gear and filling out my inventory. Um, fishing still is not my favorite. Mining is fine. It's, it works exactly the same as botany. Um, and a lot of those classes have crossover skills. Although they did, they did introduce one kind of like fun mechanic with, with, uh, fishing where in certain locations, if you catch like a high quality fish, you can use it. You can throw your line back in with the fish still attached and use it to catch bigger fish. Hmm. Um, mooching, they call it in the game. Maybe that's a real term. It probably is, but I don't fish. Yeah. Ever. So the only place I ever <laughs> fish is in video games. I have, I have fished IRL like a couple of times. So have but, I actually, but I was a child, so I have no memory of it. Yeah, I was much younger and uh, have not, it was just for fun and not profit or anything like that. But um, I don't I don't know that much about fishing. So maybe that's a real term. It sounds like it could be. But yeah, mooching, it's kind of cool. I had to do it for a job quest at one point, And I'm like, oh, this is kind of neat. Um, so... There's that. I also have been working on Culinarian, um, and I'm probably going to go back and work on the other. There's a lot more crafters than gatherers. Um, I want to say there's like 10 crafters and three gatherers, but um, we'll see. We'll see about that. I just, I just kind of want to like level everything up and get out of the baby gear and be able to throw it all away. Just throw that shit in the trash. For combat classes, I basically, I have to level my tanks to 50, and then I have um, Machinist, Rogue slash Ninja, and, um, oh shoot, what's the last one that I'm thinking of? Ah, I don't remember. Oh, Monk. Um, Those are the last ones that are below 50, and then I can... I can throw the baby gear in the trash and work on getting out of the ironworks stuff. But um, that's not as resource intensive in my inventory. <laughs> it would just be nice to have everything like I have one set of armor for everything. You know, I have all my tanks are sharing the same gear set. My range DPS are sharing the same gear set. And I just have different glamour plates for everything, you know, blah, blah, blah. And just... And then also the next time an expansion comes out, I can pick and choose which um, class I go into it with because Q times, man. Q times. Yeah. Tank Qs are finally evening out. Thank um, God, because I, I actually noticed that because lately I've been um, queuing up and it hasn't been as long. It's been like less than five minutes usually. Yeah. God, um, but the first time I had to wait, I was like, how dare? Question mark? Yeah. How dare you make During me? Shadowbringers, like, that first couple, that first month of Shadowbringers, it was really bad. Like, 30 plus minute waits. Um, it was, the tanks <laughs> had the DPS queue, and the DPS queue had a shorter DPS queue, and then the healers had instant queue, and yeah. they probably always will. But, um, Please add I did, a new one of my healer. friends, though, was like, <laughs> one of my friends was like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta fix these healer queues, man. Five, five seconds is too long to wait. <laughs> um but yeah please add another healer for yeah, god's please, sake please 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 if we need another healer. and no more and no more fucking dps i swear to god we have so much dps <laughs> there 
there we is are enough. good on dps we're good but like can we please can we please get a waffle a healer please can i please get a healer um anyway the other thing i did this week is i went to the evermore mythos finale on saturday um i really wanted to go to it i couldn't all my friends were busy so i just went by myself uh which should make it a little bit harder because you don't have somebody to conspire with and like bounce ideas off of, of like where should we go next but i managed it um a lot happened but i'll start with some some fun trivia things that i learned um i sent this to you jesse yeah. but someone showed me sent like posted some pictures of kadiran to facebook page and i didn't realize that the horns were not always there i thought that was just part of him but he grew them over time apparently so that's neat um i also learned the names of some of the characters <laughs> Um, I learned that the goblin that we were talking to last week is named Grimy. Oh, um, Grimy. That's cute. And I, I had a funny moment where I was walking, I had just talked to him and I was walking away and I saw this woman with her daughter, um, slash niece slash whatever, a kid. And she's like, okay, we need to find a goblin. We need to find Grimy the goblin. I said, oh, he's right over there. And she goes, oh, thank you. <laughs> She was, like, so fucking stoked. <laughs> um, the goth fairy's name is Ayana. I learned that finally. Oh. Um, the inspector's name is Ozymandias. That one's going to be important because I spent a lot of time with Ozzy um, this time. And the pirate captain's name is Orin. And knight commander is Aran. Lady knight is Kilairi. Mm. And... Um, the mailman is Philip Humphrey. He's the only one whose name, whose full name I learned, because everybody always introduced him as Sir Philip Humphrey. <laughs> um, well, I know Sud's his last name, too. Yeah. Um, oh, and then they elected a mayor who was a character I was not familiar with, and her name is Violet. Um, Violet, I don't remember what her last name is. Ainsworth? Something like that? Mm. But, yeah, they, I was like, I don't know who this character is at all. Oops. Oops. Um, I got there a little earlier, and so I was one of the first people to get into the park. Um, and so I was, like, able to kind of walk around and do get the lay of the land and do nothing before I got really busy. I ended up in the tavern playing, like, a dreidel game with Orin and, um, this other character named Cleo and some guests. And I lost, like, five pieces of gold in five minutes <laughs> to this game. <laughs> Um, it was fun though. And so I was kind of wandering around and then I saw this giant crowd of people congregated at like a little stage, um, near the mausoleum. So I ran over there and realized they were electing the new mayor and, um, they're like, Oh, Violet, Violet, whatever. She's the new mayor. And the mailman comes up and hands her a letter and, um, she reads it and then, abruptly tears it in half and everybody's like uh yeah and everyone's kind of looking over her shoulder and so you didn't i don't think you saw this because i don't think you did it while we were there last time but suds has the thing this thing that he likes to do to rile up the crowd uh in his tavern a lot where he will um get everybody to shout hi ho hey forevermore and yeah. so he you know he does not read the room and see it Ozzy and the mailman and Violet all looking at this ripped letter. 
And he's like, how about a, a hi-ho hey forevermore? And the mailman's like, now isn't a good time. And he's like, okay, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so everybody kind of disperses and like the crowd converges on this poor mailman and he has to show that letter to like, he moves like three steps and somebody's like, wait, what's the letter? And he has to like show it to them. And I kind of snuck in there. I was like, I'm sorry. I have to be that one of those people too. And I took a picture of it for Twitter. Um, but basically it was a threat. Um, there's, it was a letter from the one true government of evermore, which I'd never heard of before saying they're watching her. Uh, so I guess that's going to tie into next season. Wait, but- so who got elected again? Sorry. Violet. Violet. I don't know that character, and I don't, I don't think we talked to her either. while you were here, because I don't remember her at all. Wait, isn't she the um, isn't she the one that wears the like um the the like I want to say seventeenth century gown, like with the that parasol. doesn't help me. Her outfit's like pink and white, and she's got a parasol, and I see her around all the time. I think that's Violet. Um, I don't really remember, but um. There was a really like, good moment. Isn't she where... the one who wears the 17th century? <laughs> like, I don't remember her having a parasol, but there's she there's was, a couple well, of characters that matches that description, so I don't... She was, like, she was... I guess she had it when we first entered the... I have a weird memory for this kind of stuff, because I went, oh, a parasol's a really good idea to keep the sun off of me. Yeah, but there's and a then... couple of characters that have parasols, and there yeah. were... They had... It was really hot that day, so a couple of them had their parasols out. Um, but they're... There was a pretty good moment um, when um, all this was happening where uh, the mailman, like, saw these two women walking to... They were just, like, guests. Then they were walking towards them, and he greeted them by name and kind of sighed and was like, I need not pretend I don't know what you're here for, and, like, holds up the letter for them. <laughs> so I guess they must, they must be people who visit a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Although I saw some stuff implying that, like, that guy is just particularly good at remembering people's names. Um, yeah, he was also very nice. I don't know. He is very nice. I just like his character. Who knows if he as a person is nice, but his character is very nice. Yeah, his character's fun. He was really annoyed at this time, but... Um, I mean, fair, because everybody fair. had to stop him to look at that fucking letter. Yeah, it was, and it was like hundreds of people. I think when I was w- lining up, they said that they had sold over 800 tickets, and there were people lining up to buy tickets that day. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me if somebody was like, yeah, there was like a thousand people inside that park. Like, there was a lot of people there. Um, so there was a lot of people just like, what's this now? Um, but that's kind of like the first bit of plot that I saw. It was very early on. Mm. Um, after that, oh, the dwarves were back in their their house. And I they asked for a song request. And I asked them if they know Iron and Wine. And, uh, well, long story short, they didn't. But they pretended that they did. And they sang Red Red Wine. <laughs> but they changed the words to Iron and Wine. Um and I'm like, I'm like, nice effort, but no. The dwarves um, were back in their house. Yeah, they were back in their hut. Oh, um, I guess another bit of lore, I just kind of overheard this, was that um, a lot of the characters were saying that Kadirin was gone and that he'd gone into the woods to deal with the curse, but they didn't really elaborate <laughs> on what that meant. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I know Kadirin is like the fey king, so if anyone's gonna go into the woods to deal with their problems, but like, I just imagine him just like... <laughs> I must go. And it just, like, walks directly into the woods without stopping. I guess. 
He's like, I must go to the yeah, exact middle of He wasn't there all night. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, and I was just like, I was just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck I need to be doing right now. Um, and so I was kind of wandering around and like, talk, I, ta- I got to talk to one of the ogres. That was fun. Um, everybody, he likes to hear jokes. Um, so you could tell him a joke, uh, for a piece of gold or he would tell you a joke. Um, I also talked to one of the dragon trainers and she had a dragon egg and she let me hold it. That was Aww, fun. That's cute. Um, but the only I, egg there was a, he likes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to ask about it because, um, I had overheard a guest asking a hunter, um, Arik, the, the guy with the long bangs, that's always like ranting and raving about. Oh, that, the dragons. The guy who like pushes his hair back when he talks, and he's like, yes. "Listen, yes. yeah, <laughs> his name's Arik." Um, so I learned that last night. <laughs> um, but he like this guest was asking him about. He's like, "I heard that the dragon trainers have a phoenix egg," and he's like, "I don't know." Um, this might have been. We overheard some guests saying. Oh, I tried to start a rumor that XYZ was happening, but it didn't work. I, so I'm not sure if, like, that was something that was actually in the writing of the park, or if this guy was like, I'm about to ruin this poor man's career. Yeah. And decided to try and start a rumor. But I went and asked Kyra about it. And I was like, oh, there's a rumor going around that you guys might have a phoenix egg. And she was kind of like, I don't know, maybe. Um, so I'm like, okay, so there's not really anything to this. Um but yeah, that's how I ended up there, and got to ho- got to hold me a, a styrofoam dragon egg. It's so fun because like all of that's. I mean, like I said, everybody knows like all you know it's fake. You know like the characters are actors, but when you're in the park, you're pretending. So when you see a dragon, you're like, it's a dragon. Like it's not holy shit. It's, it, yeah. it's a dragon. Yeah, that the. The part of your brain that, like, activated when you played pretend as a kid activates, and it's a great time. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I ended up getting a lot of plot this night. At at one point, I wandered back to the front of the park, and I saw two um, guests speaking to Violet again about the letter. And so I kind of eavesdropped, and I feel like... I remember thinking about this earlier, because it ended up taking up like 30 minutes of my time with all the stuff that happened afterwards. And it's like, upon speaking with Violet, several cutscenes will play in sequence. I'm sorry. I That's funny as shit, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so she's talking about Ozzy questioning um, Maxwell, the actor at the front of the front of town. And I was like, huh. And then all of a sudden, there he is, Ozymandias, marching with purpose towards me. And there is, like, a crowd of people behind him. And at Evermore, that sets off that little thing in my brain that's like, something's happening. I don't know what's happening, but something's happening. So I kind of, I and the other two guests that were talking to Violet kind of fell in line behind him and were following him. And he walked all the way up to the mausoleum and went inside and Gudrun saw him, the town historian, and was like, oh, um, and she was talking to some people that were trying to fill out their cards, you know, the adventurer cards. Yeah. And she's like, oh, let me sign off on those before the inspector takes me away. And um, the inspector says, Gudrun, 
you're free to do as you like, and then just turns on his heel and left, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is? What does that mean? And so he marches out of the mausoleum, and again, the whole, and like, now there's more people following him, um, because they're like, what does that mean, sir? 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 Yeah. Sir, what does that mean? Legally, you have to tell me, what does that mean? Um, and he turns around and he says, I will give one gold to whoever can tell me where Giardani is. And I was like, I haven't seen him all day, but one of the, like, this guy was like, oh, I know where he is. And he leads the way. And so I'm like, oh boy. And I, I can never fucking find this character unless it is the most dramatic possible moment. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I made that comment on Twitter, but I didn't find him all weekend until Jesse last time, until Jesse and I saw him having a fight with, um, Ayana and Faldo. So I was like, again, well, we did here see I am. him once on the first night going home, but he just jumped in with the pirates to sing, and then we all left. Oh yeah, and then yeah. he left. So that, but that we doesn't really get count. To talk to him. That doesn't really count. He just wanted to sing with uh, the pirates, and I mean, yeah. so did we. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, and so he was down by like the dwarf burrows outside where Rooster and, and his like business partner set up shop. Mm-hmm. Um. And he was having an argument with Rooster. And Rooster was saying that he didn't keep up his end of the bargain. And Jardani was saying, I did, though. Don't you have a new lease on life? And I don't know. I mean, we kind of heard about that from Jardani um, last week. But I didn't fully understand what was going on there. And at some point during this conversation, I was given the, like it wasn't really Giardani. It was Dimitri. Um, I don't know when that switch happened. Cause I didn't, I don't go every, I don't go three days a week, every week. Yeah. So um, I had heard people talking about other characters being exercised of pieces of Dimitri yeah, over the week. That's what happened to rooster, right? Cause yes. well, that's what Giordani told us what happened to rooster. Cause he said to, that rooster had a piece of uh, Dimitri in him and yeah. they had to exercise that, but he accidentally took out too much. So then Rooster was like extra happy, you know, like extra yeah. like, happy-go-lucky. He is a fun character. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, they were, but it, it wasn't Giardani anymore. It was Dimitri, I guess. Uh, so the inspector grabs him and Dimitri said something to him. And it kind of was to the effect of like, I have some things I need to wrap up first. And he was wearing this cloak, and so he walks over to a ranger and hands her the cloak, and he's like, Giordani stole this from your people, I'm giving it back. And she kind of looked perplexed. Um, <laughs> My people, like, the elves are just the elven rangers? The elves. The, the elves. Either the elves or the elven ranger, but either either way, I don't yeah. really know. Because um, confusingly... A problem, a problem I frequently have with this park is that um, you have to be, like, on top of the characters a lot of times to hear what they're saying. Yeah. And uh, I was very close to Dimitri slash Giordani, but I wasn't, like, I still wasn't really able to hear him a lot of the time. Yeah. He then went over um, to another character named Kyra, which we didn't really interact with, but she is loosely associated with the fairies. Hmm. Um, Side note, he had this box of cookies with him the whole night. (laughs) Um, I later later found out that a, a, a guest had given him this box of cookies, um, he had them, he was holding the box, like, every time I saw him the entire night, and he was always eating from it and complaining that they were definitely poisoned. 
but he kept he kept eating those cookies. I know who <laughs> eats cookies from a God. Someone left um we call them patron cookies in the or customer cookies too in the break room, and nobody put a label on it. And they're like, "Where did these cookies come from?" And some people were eating them, and someone was like, "Oh, they're from customer." And, and like they were like, ah! <laughs> "Why yeah. would why would he eat these cookies from a customer?" Jesus. I mean, the people give them gifts all the time. Yeah, I I know, but food stuff makes me... Yeah, I probably wouldn't eat them either, but whatever. He's clearly braver than I am. Yeah. Um, But there was a funny part where he, like, offered Kyra one of the cookies, and she, like, took a bite and looked like she was about to spit it in his face. And he's like, oh, good, they're not poisoned. But again, like, he spent the entire night complaining that he's like, pretty sure these cookies are poisoned. Yeah. (laughs) keeps eating from them it was really funny i was like what where are they going with this and then i i'm on i'm in an evermore group on facebook and so somebody was like oh my daughter enjoyed giving these cookies out to the cast and blah blah blah. that's the cutest Um, shit i've ever heard oh yeah it was really cute little kid like and so a couple people were like yeah i saw i saw dimitri with the box of cookies all fucking night he was having an argument and like waving the box around gestures menacingly with cookies like, <laughs> cookies <laughs> um but she, yeah she clearly hates him Ever, they kept jo- they kept saying maybe in a thousand years i don't know what that means either like there was a lot i'm missing out on here um well i mean i guess they're just oldest balls they yeah yeah but i don't fucking know what's going on um so after that the inspector's like is that all you wanted to, is that all you wanted to check on and he's like yeah, and so he leads the inspector to a bench and reads his tarot, and, like, as this is going on, Ozzy's getting more and more upset. I can't, I didn't really hear what he was talking about, because, again, like, they're kind of whispering, but Ozzy got more and more upset, and then he stood up and just fucking bolted, and I kind of had to make a decision where I'm like, do I follow Ozymandias, or do I listen to what Dimitri has to say, um, and I chose to chase after Ozymandias, and he 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 left the park like he was, he was <laughs> so I kind of made the wrong choice there. I should have stayed, but by the time I got back, he was already he'd moved on, um, vanished into the ether as that character often does. That but, I'm sorry, I just really like that the actor made the choice to just leave. maybe his shift was over and instead of just leaving, he's like, "What well, if he I came just?" Back. Oh, he did come back. He I just came back later. He and just, I like, asked him about takes it. Takes off out of um, the park. Yeah, he fucking left, and he was gone for like half an hour to an hour, and <laughs> he, he came back. Denny's. <laughs> and so I'm like, so what was what was up with the, the tarot reading earlier? And he said it was personal. Oh. Um, and it was related to a London cold case, and he refused to elaborate. Um, and the only other information I really got out of him was that he couldn't really do anything about Dimitri. Because all of his crimes were magical, and magical evidence isn't evidence. I'm sorry. You live I in a, know. a... In a... Okay, I'm sorry. Not we live in a society. <laughs> Sir, you live in a society of people who can do, like... Well, not everyone can do magic, but there's a lot of magic-related crimes and happenings. And, like, some of the fairies can well, do magic. So, he like... He kind of implied that he didn't believe in magic, and I'm like, Sir, how long... Sir! Sir! <laughs> like, how... There are fairies and you don't believe in magic? I have I, so many goddamn questions. I also do. I, I, it was weird. Also, but... didn't they use like a like a magic spell to bring the dragons back too? Like, well, the dragon trainers did that. Yeah, but so then where? 
Where does he think they came from? I... <laughs> you pull too hard on this thread. This guy... I'm pulling too hard on this thread. It's, it's all falling apart. Sir! But yeah, that was his logic. He's like, I can't do anything about Dimitri because magical evidence is an evidence. And I'm like, uh, sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... And the last little bit of, like, plot-related stuff that I found was another, like, many cutscenes will play in sequence. Um, I found Dimitri again. He was sitting by one of the fire pits. Um, there were some guests talking to him. One of them was reading his tarot cards, and he didn't seem very impressed. Um, the guest pulled the death card, like, four times. Um, and Dimitri was kind of laughing about it and making a lot of dismissive comments. Uh, at one point, he called himself Death Incarnate. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, he said something. Also, this is another weird side note, is that he started, as he was getting up to leave, he was talking about Drock, which is another goblin. He, he's the Santimatizer goblin. He's the Santimatizer wears, goblin. Okay. That wears the black hood. Yeah. Um, so, something I kind of forgot about is that sometimes they will take that actor in his goblin makeup out um, to the world to advertise evermore and they did that quite a bit over the spring when they weren't open because they closed in february for after aurora and they didn't open for mythos until memorial day in may so they like were kind of out power advertising and they brought drock around um and so one of the places they brought him was chick-fil-a and like he would come back raving about chicky filet yeah. And so all of a sudden, like, so he said something about Drog, and then a guest kind of giggles and says, Chicky Filet. And he's, all of a sudden, he's like, I would like to try this Chicky Filet. <laughs> <laughs> Drog often speaks about it. He says he escapes through the portal. I would like to try this Chicky Filet. And I'm just, what is, what is happening right now? Um, high fucking fantasy, Kay. <laughs> high fucking fantasy. I'm so um, glad. Someone's like my immersion, but the rest of us are like slamming our sunglasses down in our regalia and driving off the side of a cliff. <laughs> kind of people. <laughs> um, also, during this conversation, the only thing I else I remember is that like one of the guests gave him a black candle and said it was for power, and he's like, "I know exactly what ritual I'm going to use this in." Um, F- fucketh, fucketh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, so I'm watching all this go down. And I hear a voice in my ear saying, I need to speak to him. And I turn around and there's Ayana and Faldo. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go again. (laughs) And sure enough, round two, fight. Um, They were like, it was kind of, again, I could barely hear anything. And Dimitri was kind of like dismissive of this whole thing and was trying to walk away. Mm -hmm. And like, so we ended up in a huge mob because people saw this going down, saw there was this big crowd. And would join the crowd. We were, like, blocking the entire pathway. um, (laughs) With all this going on. And he was kind of, like, alternating between being really dismissive and sarcastic and really, really angry. And I don't know what was said. And, like, but Ayana was real fucking mad at him and calling him a monster. And then all of a sudden, Zodi came in for an assist. Do you remember Zodi? Uh, He's the the character that's, he's like, I came from Persia. Persia, yeah. He's Persian. Yeah. And, um... Like suddenly, he, he comes, out, comes in for an. He assist. suddenly appears. I'm like, oh yeah, you're here. And he's like, um, he starts. He keeps talking about being able to sense Dimitri's pain, and I'm just like, what? 
What he's is a this? monk, like, remember? He's like I he's like five a mystic. seconds talking to this character. So he's like he said that he is a mystic monk that traveled the world looking for like knowledge of other places. So he, I, if anyone can like sense someone's, it was this man. And then he let me play yeah. a kalimba. So you know what? Yeah, he had some instruments. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But he was trying to talk him down, but it kind of just pissed him off. And so at the end, I was like, A for effort, Zodi. Um, Zodi's like, I came here. (laughs) The only information I really gleaned from all of this is that uh, Giardani killed somebody that was really important to Dimitri by burning her at the stake. And I don't know what was going on with that, so hopefully I'll find out in lore! Um, And then, you know, it's over, and the crowd starts to disperse, and this other... um, character runs up to him gives him a hug and whispers something in his ear and i'm like uh don't know what that was about a lot i have a i have more questions than answers um <laughs> and then i kept expecting him to come back but uh, i had to ruin some guest night because he as he was walking away he's like oh i found this fairy box phone yeah um and he kind of holds it up and nobody comes forward to claim it. And so he's like, I will give it to the people in black. So, and I had known before this, like, uh, that there was going to be a town hall meeting at 930 and, or at 10. And so I looked at my clock and I'm like, oh shit, it's 945. And so I started walking that way too. And there were all these people and they saw, they saw Dimitri walk into the guest shop and they're like, oh shit. And I was like, he found a phone. And they're like, oh <laughs> because they, they thought there was something to this, and I'm like, he just he found a phone. He's just giving it to Lost and Found. Yeah, they They're like oh, fairy boxes. <laughs> yeah, which is cute. Because then one of the fairies at one point was like, "Does anybody have a fairy box?" Because we were supposed to use it as a flashlight. It was cute. Yeah, I saw a really funny video on Facebook today of um, someone trying to explain various Earth fruits to the Dragon Trainer sisters, and like showing pictures of them on his phone. And, like, the the funniest one is that it's like Kyra doesn't understand watermelons. Um, yeah. And she's, like, you're t- she's like pointing to the to the picture. She's, like, you're telling me this is fruit? That's meat. That's meat. <laughs> it's red. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so they kind of, like, they call them fairy boxes, and they, they'll let you use them, but they kind of pretend not to know what they are. But it's yeah. it's kind of, it was just kind of funny that, like, they saw him going to the gift shop. They're like, oh no, he's he's here to cause trouble. And I was like, no, he's just going to Lost and Found. <laughs> um, but anyway, the guild meeting happens, and Sir Iran was late to the point where a world walker had to go find him. <laughs> she like she like calls out to the crowd. She's like, would any of you world walkers like to go find Sir Iran? And they're like, yeah. And like a kid runs off and Aww. has to go find him. And there was this other hunter there. It wasn't Ar- Arik. I don't remember what the guy's name is. Um... But he had, like, this handful of almonds when he walked up that he was snacking on. And he, like, kept offering them to other people. And they were like, no. And he's like, are you sure they're salty? And, like, one of the elven ranges is, like, salty from your hands? Yeah, like, and, sir, like, I don't want your hand nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he offered one to me, and I was like, I don't know where your hands have been. Yeah. Also, the and, hunters like, are, like, they look like a cross between Van Helsing and Bloodborne hunters. Yeah, like, they look like Bloodborne characters. Yeah. Um... I believe the first time I talked about Evermore in the show, I called them Bloodborne characters. Yeah. Um, but, like, he just kept producing food from his cup. <laughs> like, 
He eats all the almonds and then he reaches into his coat and pulls out another giant handful of almonds. He and huggy. I'm like, what? And then like they're having the town meeting, which was it can essentially be summarized as no fighting. Like that's no, scene, that's no from fighting from Peaky no Blinders. Fight, no, no fighting. fighting. <laughs> um, but like he, so they're talking about you know settling their differences and creating a truce, and he just all of a sudden he just has an apple. And <laughs> And this like, guy's my favorite. He's my favorite <laughs> hunter. And it was driving Iran crazy. And Iran's like, would you stop doing that? And like every now and again, he'd like lift the apple up to his mouth, and Iran would grab his hand and push it back down. Be like, stop. And so, okay, which knight is Iran? He's the one with Chris Mosher energy. Oh, the Chris Mosher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that the, by the, that the knight commander. Yeah. I was like, he has serious Chris Mosher energy. <laughs> But he, they're like parting, and he's like, if he takes one more bite of that bloody apple, I swear to God. <laughs> it was I hilarious. If that actor was just hungry, or if that's part of his character's character. I don't know. Or both. I'm gonna have to find out, but. He's or maybe like, he, I have maybe it was both. Sugar. He was hungry, and he thought it would be funny. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, mean, um, like, I have low blood sugar. How do I keep my blood sugar up at the park while still acting? Got it. <laughs> Hungry boy. Hungry boy. Um, yeah, they, they reached a truce and they had a way to deal with potential dragon issues and blah, blah, blah. Um, I also, I learned some things about Sir Aran, which is that he's very sweet on the fairies. Um, and we learned through this meeting that the fairies are going back to Mythos. And so he marches over to the gardens, and he's like, who gave you permission to, to leave without saying goodbye? And, like, it was super cute, and Windy Dash immediately jumped up on, like, some stones and started braiding his hair, and he only kind of pretended to fight about it. And yeah, let, the, her, let her braid his hair. When he was getting his hair braided at the dwarf games, it was also a fairy who was braiding his yeah. hair. Yeah. And, um... She braided it back, and they were singing a song to him, which he I, I heard him singing along with it. I heard it. I heard it. I know he did. Uh, it was adorable. <laughs> and I walked away, and when I came, when I, because I wanted to go to the stairs, because I knew the finale was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fairies ran up, and were like, Sir Ron made us knights! And Kalairi kind of looks at him, and he's like, listen, they asked really nicely. <laughs> Ron made us nice. <laughs> like, you're in trouble, it's, mister. It's, I just thought it was extremely cute. But they're Aww. going back to Mythos. Um, and so the they're... Fairies. I know. They're, so they're great. Um, they had a lot of heartfelt goodbyes. But I, I I'm pretty sure there were fairies at lore. But it would also make sense for them to be like, I was here for the last time when this happened. And it was fucked. And I don't yeah. want to be here this time. Um... So it makes sense for them to go back and come back later. But, um, like, so Lonnie and Turno again kind of sent us off. And they're, you know, they're they're doing their goodbyes and, like, we'll be reopening at this time and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, Kadiran's back. And there's this, like, loud gasp of surprise from the crowd. <laughs> and, like, all of a sudden everybody's like, and they're so, again, like, humans are cute, actually, and it's fun when they get all into it and believe it, you know? Yeah. Um, I gasped, too, I, I admit it. Um, but he came out, and his face was all fucked up, and he looks, it's like um, a mask of the statue that was the fake king for Lore last time. So, I ever, and again, more murmuring from the crowd, oh, no. Um, 
He still has his mind. Oh, long he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if this means they're going to bring back the statue. I'm excited for that to happen, if that's the case. Or maybe... Because I, I only went to the finale of Lore. So I don't even yeah. know if that statue was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible that they'll have the human actor for a little while, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, look, he's a statue now. Um, he's lost his mind. We're back, back full circle. But... Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of came away with it feeling like I had more questions than answers, but I was also not as lost this season as I was for Aurora or Lore, where I only went to the finales. Um, and hopefully, I'll be able to do more visits for Lore. It's like I don't understand how these people that do it all the time. Like, I know I said last week that it's fairly cheap, but that adds up, and it's yeah, and it's like Monday, Friday, Saturday every week possibly also Thursday sometimes. Like, that's, that's a lot. That's exhausting. Yeah. I don't know how the actors do it. Like, I guess, like, they have that chunk of time off, but, like, holy yeah. shit, that sounds exhausting to me. Because you're just there from when the park opens to where it, when it closes. And they get breaks and stuff, because they're like, I have to take care of some personal business, and you know it's that I have to piss so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, one guy that, that walked up to us and was then just gave us his guitar and went to the bathroom. Like, Yeah. You look like and, trustworthy folks, hands us his guitar while he goes to pee. <laughs> and I think there's definitely some places for actors to kind of disappear. Like, I know there's a backstage area of the dwarf cabin. Because mm, um, yeah. there's that like staff door kind of hidden in the back, yeah, so I, I think there's like costume and makeup people go back there before too. Yeah, so I think maybe there's like they're also kind of like trap doors for the actors to kind of escape through, and there might be break rooms back there. Really like the idea of trap doors for the actors to escape through. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes I wonder how those characters disappear so fast. Like, yeah, like where did they fucking go? The mailman in particular is really good at disappearing. Like, he'll just... There, there was one guy that was looking for him, and I was like, well, I saw him over there. And the other guy was like, yeah, I was talking to him over there, and I turned around, and he was just gone, and I don't know where he went, so... <laughs> that man could power walk. Well, it's yeah. like we, the... Ozzy, the detective guy, he fucking books it across he that books park. It. He walks with purpose. Yeah. Um, I actually asked him about it when we were in the park together. I was like, are, are you looking for something? And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, you just seemed like you were going somewhere. He's important. talking to the beats per minute of Toxic by Britney Spears, and that's why he's going <laughs> so fast. <laughs> he was practically sprinting when he was looking for uh, Giordani, too. It was wild. But And then, the like, he, has just, to go he, fast. <laughs> he fucking legged it out of the park. Like, <laughs> he was just quite, like, I, I hesitated for a couple of seconds to see if, like, do I stay or do I go? And I went after him, and he was just fucking gone. Like, oh. somebody was like, yeah, he, like, exited the front of the park. <laughs> He's gone. That's so funny. Yeah, um, like, the actors, man, I would be fucking exhausted and sunburnt, and I would smell bad. <laughs> oh, everyone in that park smells like B.O. all the time. Yeah. Like, that was something I definitely noticed in all those scenes where I had to get in- uncomfortably close to people so I could hear them talk. It's like, man, Dimitri, I'm sorry, but you're smelly. Because they, they, they just sweat in their costumes, and then they take them off, yeah. and then they put them on again, and it smells like Once asshole. Why do they wash them? I'm sure if, it depends on the material, and it depends on, like, how many times it can be washed and stuff. Because I know for some of the, like, Disneyland costumes, they don't They're get They're dry clean only, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure a lot of their costumes are dry clean only, but, only, but like, 
if they have a shirt or something underneath, I'm sure they at least wash that. Oh, yeah. But, but like, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do other than air it out. Yeah, for the best. it. <laughs> That's like kind it's of not a, it's not anyone's fault for being smelly. I was also smelly in that park, to be honest. So my back was so damp in that park. Like I, it was just, it was just like real water was falling down my back when it's oh, like yeah. so hot out. I yeah. was so sweaty. Everyone smells like bo. It you just kind of have to live with it. And is it better in the winter? It is because it um it gets quite cold. I so like. I mean, the actors are probably pretty comfortable because they got all their leathers and stuff. But, like, I remember I layered for Lore. It was really cold. And, and of course, and we were there until midnight for Lore. So yeah. it was it got very dark and very cold. I think it was in the 20-ish degree range when we left. Um, so I was wearing, like, long sleeve shirt, hoodie, coat, hat, boots, pants, gloves. And I was still frozen at the end. So I was not what you're sweating. Is, if I if I dress up for winter, I should wear like actual thermals under my dress up clothes. <laughs> I would definitely bring some just in case. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I get really cold as everybody yeah, on this podcast, knows. and it gets colder here than it does in California for the winter for sure. Oh yeah, for fucking sure. Yeah, <laughs> like you've seen snow in your day to day life. I have to drive you, to get to snow. If you do go to uh, Aurora or next year's lore, there's a possibility that you will also see snow on the ground at Evermore. So, because oh it was it was snowy and icy and cold at, during Aurora for me. So, <gasps> the sound of pure joy at the thought. It was of like snow. it was like that gross snow that's all dirty because it's been on the ground for a couple of days, but it is still snow. <laughs> It's still snow. I'm from California. That sounds amazing. Like, <laughs> California. And the people who live in the Midwest are like, how fucking dare you talk yeah. about snow with such reverence? <laughs> Midwest winters are something fucking else. Yeah. I'm from the North. <laughs> there was this vine that used to be like, it was this guy. He's like, God, it's cold. And someone just burst out his door. He's like, you don't know what cold is. And he's did, like, Where did you, you mean from? my parents? <laughs> I'm a northerner. <laughs> so my parents are Canadian and they always tell me I don't know what real winters are. And, and I'm like, like, okay, okay, mom. Relatively we're talking speaking, about this winter that I'm experiencing right now, and it's seven degrees outside, and it's fucking cold. Yeah, like, excuseth me for being fucking cold when I usually live in a desert. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, and they played us out this time to roll the old chariot, here's a health to the company, and leave her, Johnny. Um, I was excited to hear here's a health to the company. That's a good one. But that one's... That one's a, a step up in difficulty from the other ones, but <laughs> it's a it's a good one that, again, I know from Assassin's Creed 4, because it's a tavern song. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my rant. I've taken up a lot of time talking about Evermore, and I'm sorry, but deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I had to I had to get my emotions out. A lot happened. I'm just like, what the fuck? What's even going to happen on September 6th? Um, it w I won't be able to go opening day because it's a Friday and fuck that. Yeah. Um, 
but I might go opening weekend if I don't have other plans. Because I know my friend and I wanted... My friend is uh, really into Breath of the Wild right now, and they wanted to go back and play some of the older Zelda games, and I'm like, guess who has Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for N64 and is willing to haul my ass up to your house? Aww. You're <laughs> such a good friend, Kate! <laughs> the power um, of Zelda. The power of Zelda, and I love those games, so... But, yeah, like, might have other plans, but I, I'm hoping to go more often for lore, but I'm definitely not going to be going every single weekend. Yeah. So, hopefully. And I know I know a lot of my friends, like, their lives are calming down a little bit. The timing was just kind of bad for Mythos. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully, now that everybody's lives are kind of calming down a little bit, I'll have some people to go with. And, you know, that'll be fun. And lore's the spooky one. So, yeah. I'm stoked. So spooky. Much spooky. Wow. Anyway. Oh, my moms are going on a trip and they're not coming back till the day before Halloween. So they're leaving in September and not coming back until the day before Halloween. So I am in charge of making things spooky while they are well, gone. Well, if they come through Utah and are into this kind of stuff, they should go visit Evermore. Hey, moms. No, my mom would pee if someone jumped out from behind a, like, well and scared her. Like... Oh. All right, that's my pre-salt. Um, I will go into my... I will do the same thing and go into Final Fantasy first. I fucking finished Heaven's Ward. It's done. It's over with. I'm in Stormblood. I walked into the blood of storm. The storm of blood, if you will. Um, I went to the first fucking... I'm, I went to the first fucking ether fucking crystal. And, it was uh, the second one because it was in Ralgers, right? So oh, you yeah. went to, because there's one in Castromorians. Yeah, I I walked a bit and went to two of them. Um, but I made it my life's mission because I realized how close I was after Kay and I did the dungeon. And I was like, I'm just going to get there. Um, Speaking of that dungeon, though, like before we went in, it was like a couple days before um, you made a comment like, oh, I'll just look up a video. And I was like, no. No, because there's fucking spoilers, and Kay was right, because I screamed. The exact appearance of the final boss is, in itself, a spoiler for that dungeon. Yeah. And then I was like, by the way, this boss got memed to death. Can you guess why? <laughs> fucking the boss- Sloppy. Sloppy. I'll touch limb from limb. Like eight well, million fucking times. I was like, before I got to that dungeon, I was like, why does everybody keep saying sloppy like that? And then I got to this dungeon and I was like, ah. Ah. Makes sense. <laughs> sloppy. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that Kay told me not to, because I screamed. I'm like, aren't we done with this character? Aren't we done with them? Um, I I'm knew fucking him. done with them. Yeah, I guessed it was him, but I still wanted to be done with him. God, the end cutscene for that dungeon is fucking messed up as hell. Like, I mean, there's a lot, but like that one was that one was particularly rough. I'm sure they'll get more intense. I'll probably see other intense ones, but up up, th- up thus far, there hadn't been one as like weirdly intense as that one is. Yeah, you said it was hardcore for Final Fantasy, I remember. Yeah. I was like, this is pretty hardcore for Final Fantasy. Like, like yeah, that, that about sums it up. Yeah, that, yeah. that is. Yeah, you're right. Um, so that was intense. But, uh, I mean, like, I fucking loved Heaven's Ward. Um, 
I am excited for the places and the, like, primals of Stormblood. Um, yeah, and I am excited for some of the gear, too, because I was, I was looking at Glamours as... <sighs> Listen, you can't, you can't find, you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. Um, it's endgame. It's important. Yeah, it's important. Uh, so I was excited about some of the gear. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I also picked up Dancer, and the, the Dancer lady is hot, so... You know, yeah. <laughs> if you want to be stared at disapprovingly by a woman, go pick up Dancer. Um, and then she's so, like... People have been joking about that in regards to Edelgard and, and like, Fire Emblem Three Houses, too. So they're just yeah. like, she's constantly judging you. It's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's funny is that, you know, when you walk up to the Dancer lady, uh, she's like, you have such grace. And I'm just thinking of Sappho, who's, like, a fucking barbarian. Like, waddles into battle. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> it's like, do you want to dance? And Sam, I was like, eh. And they're like, you can murder stuff with your dance. Sold. <laughs> Raises emotes are pretty graceful, both as Vier and Aura, so I guess it makes sense, but it's still kind of weird. Yeah, Sappho's just, just like, like, am I though? Am I though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could probably, um, one of my, like, probably one of my alts would be better for that. I do... You wanted to do Emrys with that, right? Yeah, I want to. I want to level um, Emrys with um, White Mage for sure, and then also, uh, and also Dancer. Um, so, the- pro tip for that, because we both know that the A Realm Reborn story quests are suffering. They were talking about condensing some of them. Well, okay, a, but the level, sk- the the story skip for just A Realm Reborn is six ninety nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd pay six ninety nine to not have to pay play Realm Reborn again. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, if you did want to save money and wait, because I thought it was more expensive than that. Um, if you yeah. wanted to save money and wait, um, then it wouldn't. They're having a sale it won't be so right bad now. Soon. Yeah, um, and also uh, bear in mind the level skip and the story skip are separate. Yeah, so, so I don't you... mind leveling the the classes, I just don't want to play a Realm Reborn again. That's fair. <laughs> like, fucking hate a Realm Reborn. Um, sorry, a Realm Reborn, but you're terrible. <laughs> you hurt me. Yeah, the story no. is good, the execution is not. Yeah. So, I, I'm thinking about um, doing that for Emrys, because, like, six ninety nine to skip a Realm Reborn is, like, worth it to me. Um, but... Uh, just because I, there are some classes I just don't want to play as a cat girl. I would rather play as a cat boy, and um, because th- I want to look thotty, but not like in not like in that. that. <laughs> yeah, like I love the male dancer relic gear so much more than I like the female dancer relic gear. Um, Me too. Especially for Sappho, because Sappho's just not that. Sappho's armor, you know, thought armor, but armor just the same. Um, I have like a limit of how thoughty I'm willing willing to make rays where I'm just like after a certain point I'm just like sweetie you're gonna get cold yeah put a shirt on I like kind of like masculine thoughty you know for Sappho yeah with the open shirts and everything I guess I'm kind of the same way but like you know like thigh high high boots and booty shorts yeah (laughs) the modern equivalent is kind of like you know like the button up shirts but you unbutton the like top three buttons and it's like you tuck them into your Pants yeah, rad. Yeah, that's Sappho style. So, 
Um, I, so I have, like, limits, but I, I, I might, and I, I, I just think, I don't know, I just think Emrys, because I started his class as White Mage, although I do want to level White Mage for Sappho, too, um, but I, I want to learn healers, because if anything, it'll make me understand a little bit better what my healers are doing in a dungeon, um, and as a tank, I think that's important to know, you know? Yeah. Um, also picked up Red Mage... And like I said, I have no fucking idea what any of these buttons do. Um, yeah, I tried. <laughs> you did. You were super helpful because I went and did one of the um, one of the first red mage quests, and I followed your instructions, <laughs> and I didn't die. So I assume that I did it correctly. Um, what I will have to learn is like what it's like in a dungeon. But I'm too scared to do it in a dungeon until I practice a little bit more somehow. Uh, also, I when I picked up Red Mage, I did a couple runs of the first ten floors of Palace of the Dead, um, and then I just to kind of like, I think it was actually higher up floors, but either way, I just did that to like get a sense for what the fuck my buttons are supposed to be doing, and then I queued up for um, leveling roulette, and I got Sestasha or something, and then I was yeah, like, oh, I, okay. I think I too want to. Um, do I want to set up my hot bar better and then um y'all are gonna make fun of me but like I have I'll send you screenshots of what my hot bars look like thank you when we're done here helpful um yeah so I'll like have notes and stuff I have like folders filled with information um just because I don't like to get yelled at in dungeons but to be fair like I just I I just I I mean you know I'm weird about that uh but also you're less likely to get yelled at in a dungeon as dps yeah because people uh, don't really notice if you're fucking up unless, like... Unless it's real bad. Or you're just not got, doing anything. Unless they've got ACT running. But... It's ACT. That's the... That's how people get parses. For, it's not... So, like... Square Enix has this sort of, like... Don't talk about it. And we won't do anything about it kind of policy with these parsers. Um, because their concern, rightfully so is that people will use these programs to get other people's DPS numbers and then use it to harass and ostracize them, which people absolutely do. Um, Don't try to tell me otherwise because it has happened to me. (laughs) But, like, um, so you're not supposed to talk about using them, but a lot of people do. Um, And so that's how... That's how people will know that, like, so, and I have a hard time knowing exactly what is bad and not bad DPS, and so I, a lot of times I'll go on the Reddit and they'll have a screenshot of a DPS that apparently is, like, I'm like, based on context, they must be terrible, but all I'm seeing is a big ol' fuck off 8,000, and I don't know what that means. Yeah, I have no, I've, poof, this, the rabbit hole went way deep down just now, as, yeah. as, as many people know that Jesse, this is Jesse's first baby's first MMO, so there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, um, and like I know I have parses because pe- other people will sometimes parse the whole group and upload them. So like my character has numbers associated with them on FF logs, but um, I couldn't tell you what they are or how good or bad they are. I know that I parse purple in the twinning as a red mage. Um, apparently, that's good. Or at least subpar. I don't really know what it means. Ah, I... <laughs> oh, great. What is it? <laughs> cool. Uh, what does this mean? Yeah, I don't know what this means. Um, 
well, I learned something today. But, yes, so all of that's happening, and I'm making my way through Stormblood, um, which I'm excited for some primal stuff. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I love Final Fantasy fourteen. I just fucking do. Like, I, it's good. It's, it's good. good <laughs> I know you gotta get through a Realm Reborn if you're starting, like, especially if you want to... There's good parts of a Realm Reborn. There are good parts of a Realm Reborn. Um, and then you can be like me and yell at Thancred. Um, there's good parts of a Realm Reborn, and then there's Orm Vale. And then there's Orm fucking Vale. Guess who, was, I, guess who tanked Zemel Darkhold recently? That was a bad I, time. I fucking hate Zemel Darkhold. And there's nothing, like, particularly, like, outright awful about Zemel Darkhold. It's just, when you combine all the pieces of it, it's a bad time. I hate Zamel Darkhold. You know how people will say things that are greater than the sum of their parts? Zamel Darkhold is worse than the sum of its parts. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Ugh, ugh. I've always, like, there's nothing technically wrong with this dungeon. I just fucking hate it. Um, I had a baby sprout healer that really... They were new and I didn't want to be mean, but they didn't understand how to heal. And, like, at level 44, I just didn't even know what to say to them to fix that. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just like it didn't matter. It also didn't matter how small I pulled. Like we wiped anyway. I was like, ah, I just didn't say anything, and we went through the dungeon and eventually cleared it. But it was rough. <laughs> I don't want to be that healer. I live in fear. I know, oh. I mean I know white mage, so I can help you with white mage at least. Okay, you're on your own if you ever decide to level, level scholar because I, I you need to. No, I'm not. Level- you, you, you need, need to- a fucking PhD to PhD. play that class. As far as yeah. I'm concerned. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of fitting that the class that's called Scholar, you need a goddamn PhD to fucking parse out what the hell is happening there. And you need a master's to play Astrologian. Yeah, I, so, like, someone was talking about Dancer, because Dancer has the 50% chance thing, so you get, like, procs on the 50% chance, but depending on what thing you start with, you get different, and it's like, and this splits off to 50% chance that you'll get this, or 50% chance that you'll get this. And then once you choose this, there's a 50% chance that you'll get this next thing. And then you just have to keep going through. And then when you start this, I'm leaving you my dances. body now, right now. Yeah. I, oh boy. And it's like, I was watching this whole video of the breakdown of Dancer, and I'm like, you know, this is truly is the himbo class. And yet we out here not knowing what the fuck is going on, because like... It's aesthetically himbo and bimbo, but, like, with the fucking, like, math bot. Like, I'm sure it's not as hard, but it's, like, I don't like the idea that there are so many variables for that, you know? Um, I also don't like that you don't necessarily know, because they're procs, so you don't necessarily know which one you're going to get, because there's a 50% chance. And then, yeah. and then they're like, once you get this, it gives you a feather. And then when you get three feathers or whatever, four feathers, you get... And I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Bard Christ. used to be a little bit like that, but not as bad. Um, so I'm excited to fucking be confused as shit as Dancer. Definitely gonna have to, like, uh, look up a guide for that one. Um, to just kind of, like, put my hot bar in a place where I'm like, well... This this can give me this or this, and so I can see them. So that the way that up. that class sets your default hotbar is all kinds of fucked up. Like, yeah, especially it, since it makes no I, sense. I fucking hate this, but like there are there are certain um, so there are certain classes you come in and you have all these skills, and there are things that lead into other things, and they'll put them on random sides of the hotbar, and I'm like, 
Why would you do this? And then they always put the combo like, actions together. Put the combo actions together. Is that so goddamn hard? You, that's you know that um put the files in alphabetical order. Me just being like put the combo actions together so I can live. I hate it. Um. Yeah, sorry, that was a tangent. I apparently feel very passionate about the combo action. <laughs> and they uh, also put, like, auto attack on your hotbar, which is... Why would you even need useless. that? You can, you can you can start auto attack without that action on your hotbar. It's totally useless. It's and then, totally useless. like, I always move... Uh, except for my gatherer and crafter classes, I always move teleport, run, and home somewhere else like yeah to a different fucking hot bar because i don't want them on my main hot bar i want to fat finger that shit i can understand why sprint would be on your main hot bar but it also like for me it's just like in the way of other actions because since i'm on ps4 i try to cram as many actions as i can onto the first two hot bars so that i can do the switch thing and like after that it's gets harder for me to push buttons in dungeons so like I just keep, I keep sprint on my eighth hotbar. <laughs> like, yeah, did you, I keep it over where my um, mounts are. Yeah. So that, uh, it, cause it's like a similar thing. Like, oh, I gotta go fast. So then my brain just goes over to the gotta go fast hotbar. Um, and you don't really need it in dungeons. Cause usually, I guess you can use it in a dungeon. Cause I have sprint. I use it to dungeon. catch up with groups. If it's like one of those dungeons that people just speed run. But most of the time, someone will smack down Peloton, and I'll be like, ooh, he fast now! Um, and sometimes that's me. It's that meme of the car that's, like, zooming fast, and there's, like, the superimposed screaming woman over it. God, I wish that Peloton would stack. I truly do. Especially it would be in amazing. when you have, like, a bunch of dancers and bards. I bet just- they couldn't do that because it would be broken as fuck, though. Can you imagine? <laughs> we just yeet through the dungeon. <laughs> I'm sure oh, after God. a certain speed, it just gets all kinds of fucked up, and so they had to re- they had to make it so it couldn't stack. God, but could you fucking imagine? I I I mean, like I understand. <laughs> yeah, like I understand why it doesn't stack. It would just be funny if it. <laughs> it sure would. <laughs> can we, Square Enix? Can you please just show us what it would look like? <laughs> For my mental health, if we could just fucking clip directly through Circus Tower, um. <laughs> we could already clip directly through Circus That's Tower. They got that one. They got that doing. one down to like twelve minutes now. I think. Yeah, it's so fast. Sometimes I'm like, God, how are we getting through this so fast? Um, God, you remember that time we were in one of the crystals towers right and someone put that marker over my head and it's like why is there a marker over my head and someone's like because you're a noob and i was like oh it was because they put the square marker over it and so yeah you were like why why am i marked and they were like because you're a square yeah and then someone's like you're a noob and then someone finally explained that they like to follow tanks so they put markers over them which is kind of yep. funny to me it absolutely <laughs> makes sense and i have seen people like like, I, I talked before about the Suzaku normal run that I got in Trial Roulette, where I was the only person that had any familiarity with the fight, mm-hmm. um, or at least, like, recent experience. Um, and so somebody, in, like, I was trying to explain the um, Simon Says part, and they, like, just ended up marking me with a triangle. And they're like, we'll just follow you. <laughs> it's, the, 
it's it's actually kind of wholesome content i'll be honest with you yeah like you know what the one that i don't like is when people are like so-and-so marks such and such as target to ignore oh yeah that's not that's passive aggressive yeah but it's different when it's just like a square or a triangle yeah like we're handing you the conch shell you're in charge (laughs) there was there was another meme tweet i saw that was like there are two kinds of parties for castor meridianum and it was the people who write out sid with the markers uh people that write out dick with the markers (laughs) (laughs) i am both So that's that's my Final Fantasy pre-salt, and I guess we have to talk about Death Stranding, although I'm going to have more salt about it than I am pre-salt. Um, pre-salt about it. As I said, I like the way Guillermo's character says BB. BB. <laughs> um, I like the baby rocking mechanic. Uh, Norman Reedus is there. <laughs> this is where they introduced all the weird stuff. Yeah, that we'll talk about. I don't really understand why. I mean, I understand why I have to pee because Kojima's obsessed with pee. If you haven't seen, I dropped a fucking There Is No Pepe Sylvia board in a thread on my Twitter because I'm obsessed with the fact that Kojima has a piss kink and he's, I just, it's so apparent. He makes a zoom in in Metal Gear Solid when Ocelot pisses himself. Then he the pee is mentioned um with the like nano machines and then in metal gear solid 2 um it's mentioned the piss is mentioned again and because, emma pees herself too yeah emma pees herself but then also it's mentioned because um he's like oh this is the reverse because now i'm in a locker and he's like the only thing i would have to do is piss myself and otacon's like that's uncalled for fucking metal <laughs> gear solid 3 that dude that you save at the beginning pisses Took himself off. yeah yeah, fucking, I don't know if it, there's piss in four, but there's definitely piss in five. Um, so, piss, he clearly has a piss kink, and I'm tired of it. Shoutouts to my Sinclair for uh, her comment in Jeremy's Don't Give Up Skeleton Discord that was like, shoutouts to the Salt Report for their hard-hitting uh, water sports Kojima game journalism, or whatever it was that she yeah. said. Listen, I... I immediately tattled on you to Jake and Jesse, and they thought it was also great, so... I just (laughs) fucking lost... I'm losing my mind. And so then, like, so I guess it makes sense that there's gonna be pee, because it's a Kojima game, but, like, I don't really understand why we have this mechanic where we have to pee. And listen, I get that people are like, realism in video games, I don't want it. I have to pee in real life. I don't want to have to wait to pee. Peeing just wastes my goddamn time, IRL. So, like... Why would I? It reminds me of Jake's Red Dead Redemption rant where he's like, I don't want to have to take a bath in the game. I have to take a bath in real life. What is this bullshit? Yeah, I don't want to have to get a haircut. I have to get a haircut. Realism in games is all fun in games, but like, there's a limit. There's a fucking limit, and my fucking limit is apparently piss. I say that, but then later he's gonna be like, and now you have to take a shit. And I draw the goddamn line at taking a shit in Death Stranding. I just. There's a lot of lines I draw with this game. Um, Konami isn't holding Kojima back anymore, and so now he's just going all fucking crazy at Gamescom. Yeah, for the fuck. Who freed him from his cage? Uh, you fool, you absolute fucking buffoon. Uh, <laughs> God. 
And, like, Norman Reedus is in this game, but goddamn if it seems like Norman Reedus has no idea what this game is about, which is kind of fucking funny to me. Like, same. 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 I mean, like, I guess I sort of am getting where it's going, but the gameplay looks kind of tedious. I mean, we won't know until people, like, actually play it for long periods of time. Um, then there's that part where he, like, uses a ladder to climb. I'm like, was that a single-use ladder? Because he doesn't take it with him afterwards. It just stays there. And I'm like, what fucking single-use ladders? Do I have to go get it back? Like, I have questions. Um, yeah, the rest of it's in salt. So, that's my pre-salt. <laughs> Moving on to salt. So I I don't want to shout this guy's name out, but um, I have some friends um, that were go- that are going through Shadowbringers for the first time. They they started a Realm Reborn like earlier this year, and they they're catching up. Um, and they got to Titania, so they asked if a bunch of, if anyone wanted to join in, and I said sure. Um, and cool. I think there were like five of us. Um, and so one was a tank, I was DPS along with another one, and then we had two healers. So that's what we were going in with, and then we duty find it for the rest. Um, and there's one person on our team who, I, I won't call out their actual name, but we'll, their, their name was a pun, and it implied that they were grouchy, so I guess I'll call them Grumpy Pants. Like, yeah. it was kind of that kind of name. Um, truly, they lived up to that name. Um, they were quiet at first. And we wiped a couple times. I think the other tank was also a baby, because I peeped his gear, and he was wearing all augmented Skaven gear, which is appropriate for Titania. But it's, like, barely appropriate for Titania. And it makes me think that he was leveling through the story, you know? Um, And he was also wiping to a lot of mechanics. And, like, Titania's a tough fight. Like, they just are. And, like, um, it's basically brand new, because it's only been in the game for, like, two months now. Um, so I'm pretty forgiving if I, like, it's, it's really, if I get it in trial roulette, it's kind of a coin toss if it's going to go well or horrendously. And like, there are some, in my opinion, there are certain fights in the game that you just have to accept that that's a possibility. Like Titan hard is one of those fights. Um, even as old as it is now, it could easily go tits up. Um, Ifrit probably won't. The nail, Patrick! It, it, does, it does happen, but, like, more more often than not, it doesn't. Uh, Titan hard often goes tits up. Brand new content has a high likelihood of going sideways. Tsukuyomi normal also has a high likelihood of going sideways. Like, that was, before Titania got into the game, that one was the coin toss one, where it's like, oh boy, how's this gonna go? Um, yeah. So... And Titania's new content, and that's just one of the that's one of the fights. Innocence also, like almost always terrible. Still love that fight though. Um, but so like when I get those in trial roulette, I'm, I kind of just accept my fate, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, we're gonna either spend an entire hour trying to beat this boss, or like we're gonna get it on the first try, and I have no control over that. Um, but some people just get so fucking butthurt about it. And it drives me crazy. So initially I was sympathetic to Grumpy because they were like, this was supposed to be my quick trial roulette, maybe Garuda or something. 
and I'd get my last little bit of experience and I get to level whatever. Um, and I was like, haha, famous last words. And they're like, yeah. Um, but after this, they started to live up to their name and, uh, started to get super passive aggressive. Um, so at first, like, the tanks need to not be weakened when we get into the ad phase. And I'm like, I'm like, the machinist needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> but like, I didn't say that. We're all in, we're all in our link shell chat. And we're just like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Like, honestly, yeah. what? Like, he needs to chill out. And, um, and also, can- bad experiences like this are so much better when you, like, have camaraderie about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's so much better when everybody goes, fuck if, into yeah, the like, chat. It, it was obnoxious, like- but we're, we're all, like, roasting him in the other chat. Um, and I pointed out as like, I think the other tank is also new to this fight. And they're like, yeah, I think you're right. And so like, and my, my friend pointed out, they're like, interesting how I asked if anybody wanted a mechanics rundown and they were all silent until it started to go down. So, um, it took us, it took us like a good four or five tries to get through Titania, which is admittedly a lot, but it was like, I I don't even know what we were really doing wrong. And I was the only one I was like, you have to fight the ads in order. It's mustard seed, puck and peas blossom. Like, I was the only one that seemed good to remember that, so I should have marked it. These goddamn names, <laughs> so goddamn much. Anyone, if anybody would like to know, A Midsummer Night's Dream is one of my favorite plays of all fucking time. So like, Jesse just picks up a table and yeets it. I oof, <laughs> love it. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I my I'm computer sorry, freaked out and everything you just said, but um, oh. hopefully. I was just yelling about how A Midsummer Night's Dream is, like, one of my favorite plays of all time, and then, like, those are the names of some of the fairies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're definitely going for that theme with the Dancing Plague, um, so it's... I like that fight a lot, and I think you're gonna like it, too, when we get there, but, um, like... Where was I? Oh, yeah, I, I was the only one who remembered the ad phase, and, like, we were having a hard time with the ice rune... And it's just, it's just a tough fight. And this person kept getting saltier and saltier. And then at the end, we've got like, I want to say like 10% left on Titania. And we're all just, we're all just fighting as hard as we can to get them down. And they said, would be nice if someone would limit break. And I'm just like, why don't you? What's stopping you? What's stopping you, grumpy? (laughs) Anything? And then... Somebody limit broke, and they're like, melee limit break. I'm like, oh, so you're picky. I Great. Fucking, I oof. Like, I hate this. I want to say, like, I know I know it's kind of preferred that a melee DPS limit breaks. I think it's because they do more damage, but I don't think at the point that the limit break went off, it would have really mattered that much. Yeah. I And, like, if nobody's limit breaking, why don't you fucking do it, I asshole? I have talked about this before, where I had a... Um, a roommate who used to say stuff like, uh, somebody really should vacuum. And I would be like, somebody really should. And if she had just said, hey, Jesse, can you vacuum? I would have been like, yeah. But because she said, somebody really should vacuum, I'm like, now I'm never vacuuming ever the fuck again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, same. Like, I had a roommate like that too in university. And same same deal. It's like, oh, Oh, you'll deign to accept my apology if I do this thing now? Guess guess who's never yeah. apologizing ever, even if I'm in the wrong? Like, um, 
you can't don't be an asshole and use your words and things will be accomplished sometimes um and so after the fight i was like wow grumpy pants what a what an accurate name for that person <laughs> and then my friend is like what a great name to admire from my blacklist <laughs> a great name to admire from my blacklist is the funniest shit my computer's freezing again oh like okay computer's back oh sorry you cut off oh yeah i was like oh no um hopefully that stops because i don't like it um (laughs) i don't like it either the other two things i have to talk about is uh fishing still sucks actually um it's really frustrating to do anything because it's like okay you need to catch this one fish you need to catch a fairy bass and you can find it in these locations sometimes at specific times and there's also like 30 other kinds of fish you can find in that river so uh good luck and rip your inventory so computer please um I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I can hear you, but I don't... Okay, I wasn't sure if I... It's probably going to be on the recording, too. Sorry, Jake. Um, but, like... <sighs> um, it's just frustrating, and it takes up a lot of... They, they do let you release fish, so you can do that after a certain point, but it's still, like, it's just a lot, and it's really annoying. You do gain experience really quickly from fishing, though, so I guess there's that. Uh, I also learned about timed gathering nodes for gatherers, and that fucking sucks, too. I hate it. You zone into an area, and it's like, you sense a, a gathering node, and it's only going to be there for a certain time window, and uh, good luck. And, like, the last quest for Botanist, um, you have to rely on one of those, and, like, there are certain skills you can use to make it a little bit easier to get through to it, but it's it's just really obnoxious, and I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't yeah. want to have to wait until 9 a.m. Eorzea time just for this one little node. <laughs> Um, Eorzea time. But that's that's all I really got for salt. I just fucking crouchy asshole in Titania really really took up a lot of it. Really got to you. I mean, that's fair because sometimes some one person just gets my fucking goat. Most of my salts, I guess I w- I don't want to talk too much about like my work, but there's just been some stuff happening at my job that just gross like actually gross not like gross as in people are being like gross i mean gross as in like the actual environment in which i work is unsanitary um which you wouldn't think about at a library but i want you to know some fun facts never sit on the floor in a library never sit on a cloth chair in a library just just don't do it um even the wooden chairs careful with those uh don't sit in a library actually just don't sit at all (laughs) don't touch anything don't touch anything (laughs) yeah um i but like seriously if you're gonna sit in a library plastic or wood chairs don't sit on fabric cloth chairs don't sit on the floor um that's my psa for today uh however i will talk about kojima because i i i I have this weird thing about Kojima where, like, I love Metal Gear, but I also hate Metal Gear, um, as I love and hate myself. But a lot of it comes from how he writes women. And I was talking to my friend about, like, I was like, he takes the, like, virgin mother whore 
like stereotype writing of women to a whole other level and my friend was like does he or is it just like the basement level of foundation of those like tropes and i was like you write um i so the so i wasn't very hopeful because one character's name is literally fragile and i was like okay and then the next character trailer for a female character dropped and it was the mother character introduction and her name's mama her name's mama um and you come upon her and she's got like an invisible baby uh like the like the strand like the like the monsters that they they fight the stranding monsters but she's like don't worry this one won't hurt you it's my child so clearly like she lost it question mark they explain that they're using the babies in another trailer um, because the babies have a connection to the afterlife, and then when you have a connection to the baby, you can sense stuff from the afterlife. Um, thus, like, sensing the dead, thus sensing those, like, stranding monsters. So I don't, I don't really know what happened to her baby, but it's, like, crawling on the roof and stuff, so Norman Reedus is about to annihilate the ghost fetus, and she's like, oh, it's my baby. Um, and then she cradles it in her arms, and it starts sucking on her nipple through her shirt. Um, hate that, and then she's like, uh, like, she's obviously, like, it doesn't really get any milk, it's just, like, but going through the motions helps me, because apparently she's still lactating, so that's a thing I had to unpack there, and then she, like, releases the baby, like, you know, like, when you let go of a cat? She does that, but with the baby, (laughs) and then she's like, and now you can see why I can't leave this place. Everything about that sends up this, all of my red flags every This also reminds one. me that like this is not the first time Kojima has just called a character mama cuz yeah. in 4 MGS4 Eva was called Big Mama. Yeah. And it's like he there's a lot to unpack with Kojima. Like there's there's clearly some psychosis issues. Like I don't want to armchair diagnose him. And also I don't know even what I would diagnose that man with. Um Besides piss kink. Piss kink! Um, <laughs> that's not really a psycho diagnosis, though. That's just piss kink. Um, that's a kink diagnosis. And I'm fully qualified to, qu- to kink diagnose. But, <laughs> God, I should make a sticker. Fully qualified kink diagnoser. Um, so, I just... <laughs> Sorry, I just... My brain fried. Oh, right. Uh... I just don't really have much hope. Like, I I expected nothing and was still disappointed. Like, I don't know. After- Our expectations for you were low, but holy fuck. But holy fuck. Like, I figured after the whole quiet thing and after, like, basically he his response to that was, when I die, then you will realize. Um, like... Yeah, and I'm sure I'm. I have no faith in him to be able to handle any criticism of Mama and Fragile with any kind of tact or grace. No, because he definitely didn't handle any criticism of Quiet with any tact or grace. And I'm like, in in the history of his women, his female characters, you've got the Beauty and the Beast, which make me so angry to this day. I want to punch a wall. Eva becomes Big Mama, and then that becomes all that's important about her after three. Um, and in but three, in three, she's not so bad. She's not so bad. Um, she does. She's not. She's not great either. writing, but she's 
she's a Bond girl, than a lot of which is other already, female, yeah. Yeah, it's already a lot to unpack with Bond girls, but, like... And the, and the boss is also, like, I would consider her a pretty good character, but there's also all the weird stuff about motherhood with her. Yeah. So she doesn't quite s- escape the sexism either. I think the weird part about the boss is my ongoing conspiracy theory that at first the boss wasn't a woman when he started writing her, um, and then at some point she became a woman, and I could write an essay on why I think that's true, but I'll get to that on another day. Um, and then you have Sniper Wolf, who is a whole other, a whole other thing to unpack. Um, Paz, who I will never forgive him for. I'm more pissed off about Paz than I am about Quiet, to be honest. Like, it's really bad. Like, Quiet's bad, but Paz, like you said, it's really bad. It's just, like, horrifically bad. It's vile. It's vile. And I've, I mean, like, we've talked about it before, and you could be like, well, you know, these things exist in life. And I'm like, yeah, but he never treats his male characters like this. Like, he just doesn't. Like, bad stuff happens to the snakes, but it's not like this. Um, so I definitely fucking... And then there's the whole thing with um, what happens to Dr. Strangelove and that the fact that she's called Strangelove for the reason she's called Strangelove. Like, they, it's all bad. It's all bad, Todd. And you thought... I thought, you know, people are allowed to receive criticism and grow and change, but I have no hope after seeing these trailers for these characters that they will, that he has learned any life lessons. Um, and it would probably be better if he just didn't have female characters. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, I, there's a whole other set of criticism that comes from not having female characters in something, but, 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 oh my God, it hurts me physically and emotionally to deal with his female character writing. It's not that hard. You guys just write a male character and then they're a woman. Like, Congratulations. You've done it. I don't understand. I don't understand. He like he's like, mm, yes, this character is a woman. Let me pick out of my bag of fucked up stereotypes I have about women to <laughs> like fuck I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh and so that's, I mean, that's probably my biggest salt about these, this trailer. And especially, I don't have high hopes because of the themes in this. I mean, one of the themes is clearly death, but the other one, definitely, because they explain, Guillermo's character explains that where the babies come from are called still mothers. And so the mother is brain uh, dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he called them still mothers. Like, like that's the... Okay, so the, the mothers are, okay, that's worse. Yeah, no, it's not a stillbirth. He calls them still mothers because it's like the reverse of a stillbirth. Because the mom is dead, but the baby is alive. So, like, the mom is brain dead, and um, but they keep the mother body alive um, so that the portable wombs can be recalibrated to the environment of the real womb because they're trying to trick the babies into thinking they're in the womb for as long as possible. But when they're out and about in their fake wombs, eventually they start to get stressed out. So you have to put it in this like pod thing and it recalibrates it to the still mother's womb back at home or wherever the fuck they're keeping the body. I don't know. They like briefly explained. I wasn't paying that much attention. I was tripping off of where the babies came from. Um, (laughs) And then I then I was tripping because then he's like, oh, well, they usually only last for a year and then we have to get rid of them. And I was like, you have to do what now with the baby? Um, yeah, what do you have to do with it again? Yeah, excuse me, sir. Uh, where does the baby go? Um, they're also like somewhere between 
being like a baby and a fetus, like, like in, between being like a newborn and an in utero baby, because it can open its eyes, which babies in utero don't usually do. Um, they can sense light and stuff because I've seen them shine lights on them before inside the womb with those little cameras and the baby's like, stop it. Um, and then they, that's how you get your day night cycle too. Yeah. When you're developing. Um, and then like newborns don't really laugh, but this baby can laugh. So like in response to something, not just as a sound it's making. Cause there's a point where Norman Reedus, like it starts like getting all fussy and Norman Reedus rocks it. And it starts giggling. Um, I mean, so this could be, you know, part of the greater theme, but it could also just be that uh, Kojima doesn't know shit all about, like, babies. I, I know he's, I know he has kids. Yeah, that's but, my, and, like, that's what I thought. But, I was like, Kojima, babies don't do this. You have a son. But I also feel like Kojima's definitely probably one of those dads, I don't know this for sure, but who was like, what baby? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's also, I mean, I, we don't know how old his son is, too, so maybe it's been it's long enough like, that he doesn't remember, or all those months kind of blur together. Yeah, six million years since he's seen a baby. Um, he, I, I, and, like, I don't know how many female employees work for him. I know he has that one intern girl that always takes pictures for him but like i don't know if he has any other female employees who have been pregnant because you feel like if i I feel like if i had a female employee who was pregnant and i was doing a game about pregnancy and babies perhaps i would ask her a few questions you know or you know just google it google it well we we saw that he base googled um like what do you call it uh photosynthesis read the first sentence and then went no further um because he like understood what photosynthesis is but not at all how it works so i i guess he googled babies and then understood what a baby is but not at all how it works um <laughs> i mean like i i give him a break because it's like okay there are also like dead monsters walking around and stuff but it's just it's just when something's so strongly part of your theme um and i also don't trust him to write like baby mom related relationships because there there are ways to do it that are like horror involved that don't make me feel gross like bloodborne as to fucking so put the counter back on the screen it's been zero days since kay and jesse have mentioned bloodborne um but like bloodborne handles themes of like pregnancy baby loss having a baby like all of these themes the menstrual cycle in ways that are creepy but like also a little bit reverent to the things you know more respectful at least yeah because like the idea of losing a baby in in this become in bloodborne is like this true sad sorrow thing and then like having the baby and then you have the wet nurse who has the invisible baby like they're they're la- they're onion layers um to it and i don't feel as gross about it as i do in this and part of that is because while it's a theme in bloodborne it's not like directly like slapping you across the face 90 percent of the time this is you have to carry this baby around in your artificial womb and then recalibrate it to the still mother's womb which is a weird thing to say and then also i had to watch a phantom breastfeeding i jake said that into the chat and Kay was like excuse me um, yeah <laughs> he was like have you seen the trailer like there's phantom breastfeeding i was like i haven't yet and that line does not instill confidence in me it's so bad it's ugly as hell i hate it um yeah i mean i guess 
like I said, I expected nothing. I still want to see what this game is about, to be honest. The worst part about Kojima games is there are always parts of them that I really find fascinating. Like, I really find this whole, there's like this whole part where you go and actually make the delivery. And this guy is talking and he sounds like Joe Blow from Amazon. And you're just like, I do not want to fucking listen to you. And then, like, Norman Reedus, I don't know what this character's name is, but he's Norman Reedus. Um, Sam. Sam sticks his necklace into this, like, machine thing, and all this shit happens. It looks really rad. I really like the idea of, like, the baby being able to sense the, like, afterlife, um, just because there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, beliefs around children being able to sense things that aren't in this world. So I can see that as a theme. Um, and then the like little flashy light thing they have that lets them know when one of the stranding things are around. That's pretty yeah, rad. That's cool. Yeah. Like there's, there's mechanics to this game that I actually really, I enjoy the baby rocking mechanic. I think that's cute as fuck. Um, and it makes sense. If you fall off a cliff, your baby that you're carrying around in your fake womb is probably going to cry. Uh, so there's stuff about this game I really like, but then there's the other, then there's the Kojima. The baggage. Yeah. And there's so much of it. It's just a lot. And I, and like I said, I, I probably will end up, Jake said this is going to be his Detroit Become Human, where he can't stop, No, he has to know what happens, but also he's going to be upset about it the entire time. Um, yeah, that's how I felt about Detroit Become Human, too. <laughs> yeah. So Jake is, Jake is, I guess, going to play this game regardless. Um, so I, I believe he pre-ordered it. Yeah. Already, so. so he, he is going to be our explorer into the wilds of, um, Death Stranding. And, uh, I, Godspeed, Jake. Because I live in fear, but I also appreciate this, this step you're taking for the SALT report. This, you know, sometimes you just got to take one for the team. And this is... And then maybe one of the Let's Play channels I watch will yeah. do some videos on it so I can get a sense for what it's like. Yeah, because I just kind of want to see the gameplay. Like, we saw a little bit of it. Um, but I'm... there. Like I said, there are some mechanics I'm super fascinated about, and the story itself seems kind of fascinating. Like, I want... I want to know. Will I get it? Someone had the goddamn nerve, because someone's like, this game looks like it has a convoluted plot, and it's confusing. And someone had the goddamn nerve in the comments to be like, how do you know it's going to be confusing? And... It's a Hideo Kojima production? Yeah. Bro? I'm like, sir, have you played... Have you played any single Metal Gear game? Any single one? I... Oofeth. Like, one isn't so bad, but two and five are goddamn clusterfuck. And then the fucking whatever the hell happened in four, because it hit me like a hurricane. Um, fucking, and then there's a monkey in four, which I always, someone was like, hey, what's this game about? And they just showed a picture of, like, the monkey with the soda in four. And I'm like, it's the monkey who has a soda addiction. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, had the nerve and the gall to be like, how do you know it's going to be confusing? I, you can't see me, but I'm making a face. I don't know why I made a face and you can't see it because this is an auditory it's, this is an auditory uh, experience. And yet I'm over here making faces, but just just imagine. Um, but that's that's my salt. All right. Well, we got a little bit of imported salt this week from Michael Pren at Michael underscore Pren. 
Uh, good afternoon, salt report gang. Sorry I've been slacking on exporting salt. When I get into the reason, it may make more sense. Hey man, listen, sending in exported salt is uh, not not your job. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we won't we be sad about it, I promise. It. Yeah. We always appreciate it, but don't feel like you have to apologize for not sending any. Yeah. Um, a while back, I talked about being grandfathered into doing someone else's job along with my own. As you might imagine, the company dragged its feet till the last possible second to find someone to take the job so they could collect those sweet, sweet unpaid wages. Then along comes a project so massive, so insane that I had to handle it personally. Ever try to launch an entirely new business with a four-person team in three weeks' time? I don't recommend it. I'm currently on day 19 of working 12-plus hours a day. One of those days was my birthday. The silver lining is that although it's a lot, it's a very exciting project. Doing someone else's job pushed me into a deep depression gutter. Getting back to the work I love fills me with power. I'm a tired boy, but a very happy boy. Even though I haven't had time to write in, I've been listening to the Final Fantasy XIV Adventures of Kay and Jesse on the show. Thanks for the laughs as always, and keep up the great work. Oh, I'm sorry I don't Thank you. your birthday, bro. Yeah, that sucks. That fucking sucketh. I, yeah. Well, I'm glad you get back into like what you're passionate about um and not doing someone else's fucking job <laughs> nothing like trying to do your own job but then also doing someone else's job for the there. same amount of pay yeah yeah been there um but like as we said never feel like you have to sell and import salt but we love it we do love yeah. it but no pressure. we're always happy to get it but it is not your job so yeah. don't worry too much about it and you don't have to apologize. Yeah. We're just, we just get excited to see you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like a double rainbow. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's sorry. our show tonight. Um, did you have last words? Oh, no, I was just going to say how old I revealed myself to be when I said a double rainbow. <laughs> Is that an old people thing? I mean, it's a meme, the, the old, it's like an old, a ye old meme, a tumble rainbow all the way. <laughs> I don't recognize this one. Dolly, it's like a guy staring at his, he's filming and he's like, wow, a double rainbow all the way. And it was a huge meme in like 2009. Hold on. Hold Everybody pause the fucking double rainbow. Know your meme. Uh, meme. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Know Your Meme. You got me, because I needed to know what year this was. Um, viral video. Fucking, I'm not whitelisting you. Leave me alone. No thanks. Take me back to the meme zone. Um, Jan on the YouTube video on January 8th, 2010. So it was a long time ago. Ended up on Jimmy Kimmel. Kimball. Kibble. Kimmel. 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 <laughs> Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, Jake, can you go ahead and edit it in the guy saying, wow, a double rainbow all the way for me, for my sanity, please? Thank you. Whoa, that's a full rainbow all the way. Double rainbow, oh my god. It's a double rainbow all the way. Whoa. Whoa! Oh my god, oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Woo! Oh, wow! Woo! Yeah! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my God! Look at that! It's starting to even look like a triple rainbow. 
my god, it's full on double rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! What does this mean? Oh! Oh my god! Oh! Um, anyway, continue, Kay. Sorry, we're leaving. I just. Well, that's our show tonight. Um, can we find you on the internet? You can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter and Ello, and you can find me as Filthy Magic User on Twitch and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find our Wayward co-host and editor Jake Lionheart on Twitter as at Jake underscore Lionheart, and you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. You can listen to our podcast anywhere you get podcasts, including iTunes, Fireside, Spotify and the like. Um, if you like our show and you'd like to help us out, consider contributing to our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com slash the salt report. And remember, kids, a double rainbow all the way!